SRN Survival Radio Network. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends, one of the most informative and entertaining talk radio shows today. From social issues and trending topics to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So join us now for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it. Thank you for tuning in to the March 8th, 2015 edition of Let's Face It. We're your hosts, Alicia Brown. Janae Kay. And do I have Mr. Uh, Lattimore on the line? Well, we seem to have lost Mr. Lattimore, but Donnell will actually be premiering his 15-minute segment tonight um, on the note. So we're really excited to have him here we're excited to also have a special musical guest um, that is going to be here. As I said, we have an awesome show that's planned for tonight, and it's on one of the subjects of why can't I get married and why did I get married. But before we go on, I want to send a round of applause to Mr. Will Strayhorn. You know, Monday and Tuesday of this week, he was part of a team of kidney disease patients that actually went to Washington, D.C. Uh, to speak to the legislatures and urge them to make kidney care a congressional priority. Um, they were able to meet with members of Congress and their staff and then actually share their stories and advocate for policies that will raise kidney disease awareness, increase funding for research, and also improve treatment and protect living organ donors. And, you know, nothing really proved that point, Janae, of how important uh, this is. Then when Will gave his interview on WHOV 88.1, I think it's 88.1 FM, and mm-hmm. I was just shocked to hear that after he received his kidney transplant, the medicine he had to take for the next three years told over $6,000 a month. Wow. wow. I mean, can wow. you imagine that? Oh. I hear Donnell. Is Donnell with us? All right, (laughs) now. You know, could you imagine having to pay that six thousand a month? No. You you know, one of the things he said was that because of government funding, he was able to have that medication. Um, But can you imagine how many people every day that may not know about those programs, and literally their life is at stake? Um, So again, we give kudos to him for you know really. Yeah, really paying it forward to help the next person and then prove that, you know, there's life beyond some of the devastating things that happen to us. Now, you know, normally at this part of the show we would talk about our weekend, but as you probably remember, last week Will talked about the fact that we have this new segment on our show, or actually on our website called Our Five Cents, and Mm -hmm. you go to letsfaceitradio.com. If you scroll down, there's a section that says Our Five Cents, and we invited the listeners to write in, and you can give um, comments or just things you want advice from from the show, and we'll actually read those live on air. So we were scrolling through <laughs> the different submissions, and I found something so hot that I was like, you know what? I have to get both of your advice on this. So. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> yeah. Bear with me for a moment. I'm so glad you're both here because we can get the male and the female perspective, but it simply says, Dear host, I have a problem. I'm literally caught between two lovers. For years, I searched for my soulmate and never found him. Late in my 30s, I married the man of my dreams. We were longtime friends, but we never shared our feelings for each other until later. My husband today, he treats me like a queen, and he's more than I could even dream of. He's a wonderful husband, provider, and father. He's compassionate, loving, and I'm just blessed to have him and thank God every day that he chose me for his wife. But three years into our marriage, I was blessed to fulfill a lifelong dream to become an actress, and I'm currently working in local theater. One of the actors I work for has made an impression on me that I just cannot ignore. We started out as friends, but neither of us can now deny the passion between us. It's the same type of attraction that I initially felt with my husband. This man makes me feel beautiful. He makes me laugh. He reignites a flame throughout my body, and sometimes a little bit more than my husband. He says he loves me. He wants to have kids with me, and he even wants to approach my husband about having an open relationship. He even wants to move in with us. The truth is I can't let either man go, and I'd like to explore this option, but I don't want to hurt or disrespect my husband. What should I do? Signed, sincerely, drunk in love. Um. Yeah, I'm going to leave it there, and I want you all to tell me what your advice is. You know, I'm just concerned because if you, you're you saying, you know, that this man is somebody that you waited for until your late 30s and he's all these great things. So I'm just really confused because typically for women, when they start to seek outside relationships, this is because something is missing. But it doesn't sound like something is missing. And if there is, if he's this great guy, I don't see why you couldn't go to your husband to try to rekindle that flame. So, and everything else you said, in, in addition to that, to me, is just, is just extra. It's just way, way, way yeah. too much for me. So, Drunken love. I'm not even going to address that piece of it. <laughs> <laughs> what you think, Donnell? Yeah, drunken love needs a detox or some counseling or something. <laughs> yeah, the part that gets me the most, if you say that, okay, you love this guy and y'all have kids together, but you're going to move another man into your house, you even thinking about the repercussions that it's going to have on your children and their home life and everything like that. Like, that's just wow to me. Like, I, I can't even fathom her even entertaining that type of extreme idea. It's one thing to have, you know, like, okay, well, this person's attractive, you know, oh, I'm going to play with the idea of, you know, whatever, you know, but there's a line, and she went, past that line in the first sentence of her dear um, host letter. I just think that, I mean, there's different relationships and different dynamics, but she seriously needs to have a sit down with her husband because I'm pretty sure any man in their right mind would definitely feel disrespected at the least as far as her having, you know, romantic feelings with somebody else, let alone trying to move them into the house. Okay. Well, you know, I'm a believer, but I often say that sometimes you can take God completely out the situation, take out any biblical principles. And it doesn't even make sense in the natural. So you Mm -hmm. know when you apply those things to it, it definitely doesn't make sense. Here's my problem with the whole thing. What is the angle? What does this man need from you? Because you're the one that has the family. You're the one that has the children. 
you know, you're you're according to what you said, you have a happy marriage. There's nothing wrong with the man. He he treats you well, and you waited your whole life for this person. Mhm. Okay, but this guy, the fact that first he would even disrespect your family. Cuz like you said, Nanel, most men are just not going to just oh, okay, this is great. Yeah, I'll go along with that. <laughs> Exactly. It's going to cause some problems. <laughs> so the fact that he doesn't have enough respect for your relationship, the fact that you're married, that he thinks he can just come in with you and propose this to your husband, that's extremely disrespectful. But more mm-hmm. so than that, he doesn't even have respect for you. And oftentimes, you know, there, there's all these crazy ideas, but you have to think about your family you have to think about your children. And, yeah, you said you don't want to hurt and disrespect your husband. You better believe that's exactly what you're going to do if you even propose anything like this to him. And the fact that this person wants to move into your house, I, that's just way too much for me. Um, so my thing, I always say pray, go with God. But, you know, really, you just need to stop the fantasy part and really think about the impact this is going to have on your whole entire family's future, not just a few moments of pleasure you're going to have with this person. Agreed. I'm pretty sure God would not wow. co-sign on that whatsoever. No. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, for our listeners, if you have, haven't figured it out, tonight's show is all about why did I, I or why can't I get married. Um, tonight we have guest relationship experts, Mr. and Mrs. Ray and Jacqueline Ornsby. So we have to take a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we'll have them on the show. You're listening to Let's Face It Radio on the Survivor Radio Network. We'll be right back. When you're ready to lose weight, why count, track, and worry over every meal? Jenny Craig makes it simple. Just walk into a neighborhood Jenny Craig Center or give us a call. You'll meet your dedicated personal consultant who helps you reach your goals. Together, you'll pick out delicious Jenny Craig foods that you'll love and design a menu that fits your life. And the best part is that you can get started losing weight right away. Don't wait any longer to take advantage of our best offer ever. Call 1-800-JENNY-20 or visit JennyCraig.com. Members following our program on average lose one to two pounds per week. Offer ends on three twenty nine fifteen. Restrictions apply. For tuning in to the hottest station out, the Survival Radio Network. This award winning network has over nine hundred thousand downloads, with thirty powerful shows hitting the airwaves Monday through Sunday. If you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and education, this network is for you. Check us out by visiting www.survivalradionetwork.us. Onward to one million. And remember, we do radio. It's 6.42 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, hey, the dreaded (laughs) splash fight. It's dad o'clock. And it's the best time of the day. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. College is important, but it can also be expensive. 
College Planning Services is a group of educators, administrators, counselors, and other licensed professionals that work together to provide the necessary services, networks, and information to reach students that are serious about getting a college education. College Planning Services partners with financial institutions, corporate sponsors, and other major players in the global market to strategize in building a pool of information regarding financial aid, scholarships, and funding information to assist students in preparing to access the essential resources to build upon their path to an educational future. Learn more at collegeplanningtoday.com and let us help you start your college career. This is the sound of salmonella gyrating on your undercooked chicken. And it looks like mom might be taking it out a little early. Don't let salmonella get funky with your chicken. On average, one in six Americans will get a foodborne illness this year. So use a thermometer to cook each type of meat to the right temperature. Keep your family safe at foodsafety.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Tonight, we're talking about the topic of why can't I get married and why did I get married? We have a dynamic couple, Ray and Jacqueline Owensby, who will be serving as our marriage experts tonight. Tonight, And if you had any chance to view the clips we shared on our Facebook page, you know just how powerful they are together. Let's welcome to the show Jacqueline and Ray Owensby. And how are you both doing this evening? We're doing great. Awesome. Um, you know, this topic, and we have shared different articles, different things on our Facebook page this week. Um, this is something that is so pressing on the minds of so many. Can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and your work in the area of helping and teaching married couples and singles? We'd be delighted to. Well, uh, Ray and I have been in the area of building up big people for some time, and that's what we do through the Ministry of Rain. We focus on building up individuals. We do that through hosting various workshops, uh, small group classes, and conferences, where we focus on strengthening the family unit by offering resources and basic teaching, either basic Bible teaching or just basic tools and resources to help that individual grow spiritually grow and improve their basic quality of life. So that's basically what we do here in the community. We also publish uh, a monthly newsletter uh, full of inspiration. We try to keep the public aware of where we're going to be speaking, what we're doing locally. Most of the things we do are free except for that one time a year. We do have a big conference once a year. And um, it's just uh, this past year we had several workshops dealing with various topics Things that are, that are going to really improve the quality of life in the family unit. That's important because when we strengthen the family, as you know, we strengthen our community and we strengthen our church. Absolutely. And like I said before, you are a married couple. How long have the two of you been married? Uh, we've been married for 25 years uh, this last December. Um, wow. and, uh, and, and 25 perfect years. Everything has been totally good. 
I'm joking, right? Ups and downs. Uh, but I will call the first 25 years a, a, a good lesson of marriage. Now we're starting to get to that better part of marriage, that good part of marriage, and it's and it's wonderful, you know. So uh, I would encourage that marriage couple, you know, they they got to get through that tough time. Don't give up during the tough time because the good times are coming. All right. That's that's definitely inspiration um, for the listeners out there. Uh, and how did the two of you meet? Uh, we actually met. Um, I was in the military, and uh, this young lady and I crossed paths, and uh, she just could not get enough of me. And so uh, you know, I, her, uh, I let her take me out on a date and, you know, I kind of figured that she was a, a nice person, so I gave her a chance. I, you know, she asked me to marry her, and I told her I do. <laughs> you do know that's not true. That's just how part of the story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought there was a little bit more to that. <laughs> wow. 25 mm-hmm. years. And, you know, another question to ask you, if you knew what you know now, if you know, or actually, if you knew then what you know now, what would you tell those that are contemplating marriage to consider before entering in? Well, one of the things I would encourage people to do is to get to know themselves first. And now that's one thing that we didn't do. We were still trying to figure out our own self. And now we say, I do to this other person. And now we have to uh, try to get to know this other person while we're trying to get to know ourselves. And that created a challenge all in itself. Get to know yourself, you know, get to understand who you are, where you're going. You know, work on yourself before you invite another person into your life. And I'd like to add to that one thing I think would would be really critical prior to entering into marriage is to find a way to dump the junk because we Mm -hmm. all come with baggage. Um, We all come with with these little issues, and there's got to be a roundtable discussion. We've got to weed through that beyond the excitement of preparing for the wedding and the honeymoon. So I think that um, it's important to come together and have that dump your junk session, and that can be done in a myriad of ways. I'm sure we'll get to some of that later in the conversation. Yeah. I think I think T.D. Jakes calls it uh, junk in the trunk. you, you got to get rid of that junk out of that trunk, you know, and uh. just be honest mm-hmm. with one another. Uh, because, and, you know, most people say, well, you know, if I'm honest with this other person, they may not want to marry me. Well, shame, you know, that, shame on them. I mean, because guess what? If you don't be honest with them, it's going to take you years, years to dig mm-hmm. through that junk. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. they still love you. Then, then they'll marry you. And guess what? You don't have to worry about those challenges that you will face at your uh, year five, year 10, year 20, year 25. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, well, good evening, Ray and Jacqueline. This is Janae Kay. How are you all this evening? Good, Janae. How are you? <laughs> great, great. Ray, in your book, Leaving Perfection, Why Adam and Eve Exit the Garden, you pose the question about why is the very root of relationships and family values crumbling right under our eyes or our noses? What is your explanation for that? Well, one of the reasons why I wrote that is because we, uh, at, at this date and stage, don't really understand what marriage is all about. You know, marriage has become a fad. You know, it's like, okay, well, I like this person. He's cute. She's fine. 
let's get married, let's spend our life together. And and that's not the purpose of marriage. You know, marriage is, is when you bring two people together who have the same purpose, and they must be together to reach that purpose. Going back to the book of Genesis, when, when God brought Eve to Adam, guess what? Adam and Eve had the same purpose. And so Eve was not confused about the purpose that God had given Adam, and Adam was not confused about the purpose that God had given Eve. And together, wow. and Adam said this, he said, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. In other words, he said, we belong together. We have the same purpose, and God brought us together to fulfill that purpose together. That's the reason for marriage. And if you don't know yourself, guess what? You don't really understand your purpose. And, and, and so you, you come together because there's a purpose. And, and most times people get married because of something uh, uh, short-term, because of something that's going on right now. And they're not looking long-term. But, but the, uh, you know, the, one of the vows said, <clears throat> to death do us part. You know, I mean, you're mm-hmm. going to be in this for a long time. You've got to look past today, uh, next week, and this year. You know, what, what, are you, what are you striving to? You know, if you were to be married for 50 more years, what is your plan? I mean, you know, because most people don't plan past five years. That's why most marriages break up, because they have no plan. Mm. Wow. Wow. Mm. You know, I just read something on Facebook this week that said, remember that when you marry someone, you also marry their family. Um, so while you're talking about this planning, what advice would you give someone who thinks they might have found their Mr. and Mrs. Right, but they can't deal with the family? Well, you know, I, I think that's totally true. When you do marry a person, you do marry into their family. I always encourage people, before you say I do, find out about their crazy mama or their crazy dad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Because, because think about it, okay? Um, um, just like the physical aspects of, of you, when you your mother and father, you took some physical characteristics from them. You also took some mental and spiritual characteristics from them as well. And if your mama's crazy, then in about 10 years, 20 years down the road, you're going to pick up some of those characteristics. Now, you can hide those things for a short term, but eventually – those things will start to surface. I had an incident that happened a couple years ago. Me and my father was uh, standing in the kitchen, and we were talking, and my little baby sister, probably about 11 years younger than me, she came and she was talking with us. Me and my father stood the same way. We crossed our legs at the same time. We put our hands on our chin at the same time. And my little sister said, that is scary. And what mm-hmm. I realized at that time is that I'd become my father. And and so it's important for you to understand and and learn and meet the family members because guess what? Eventually the person you marry may become their mother and father. And one thing you also want to consider is uh, I actually highly recommend it, premarital counseling. Nobody Mm. wants to go through the process. It's so important to go through the process. So you meet the family, you do the meet and greet, you make all these wonderful assessments, we know that in Christ, he is able to work it out for our good. However, with that, we must also engage the process and embrace the process of the premarital counseling. That's where you get down to the nuts and bolts. You get to ask those questions. You get to find out that person's financial history. That's mm-hmm. important if you're marrying somebody with a lot of debt. That's right. That's well, important. Um, yeah. 
that that's real good. That's real good. So that's your another, I guess you could say, insurance policy um, <laughs> to ensure that you know it might not just be the crazy I'm family. It might be you too. That's right. Exactly. You may be crazy. <laughs> Somebody once said, uh, out of every three people, uh, at least one of those people are crazy. And if you look mm-hmm. to your left and look to your right, and neither one of those are crazy, it's you. <laughs> oh, father! <laughs> wow. Now I, I have to have Danielle ask a question because you know we like to hear from the the male perspective <laughs> too. <laughs> Um, my question is, and this is for like for both of you guys, as far as having cold feet, um, do you think that's an actual viable excuse to not get married, or is it just an insecurity issue? As far as having what again? Cold feet. Like you're all amped and ready to go, and then all oh, okay. of a sudden having second thoughts about, you know, the whole, it could be the crazy mom or dad, or it could be, you know, some <laughs> inner demons that you haven't battled yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um Cold feet, it could work in many different ways. That's a really broad topic there. I think that, and I'm sure Ray is going to weigh in on this, I think that, you know, being nervous about something that you're about to commit to for life, that's a reason Mm. to stop and say, let me make certain, whether you call it cold feet or just doing, you know, checks and balances. Mm -hmm. Let me make certain certain this is what I'm ready to do. In other words, let me count the cost. Is this what I'm ready for? See, that's when you start looking in the mirror and you start Mm. doing a self-examination. It's not so much about that other person. At that point in time, it's about you. What To what point are you willing to commit to this and do it wholeheartedly? Agreed. Cold feet is a natural response to a, a, a big decision. You know, I mean, before we bought our first house, we had cold feet. You know, before I said I do, I had cold feet. Before I took a job that I thought I was not prepared to handle, I had cold feet. Um, but uh, cold feet is not a, a, a stepping, a stopping point. You know, it should just, like Jacqueline said, cause you to just consider a little bit more. You know, uh, are you really making this choice for the right reasons? You know, don't let cold feet stop you. Cold feet, you don't get cold feet if you uh, if you go into the store to get ice cream. You know, I mean, you get cold feet over anything, but cold feet is just a, a natural response to you about to make a great decision. Buying a car, you get cold feet, you know, um, because the big decisions that you have, and you just got to step, step back and, and start to consider, okay, am I doing this for the right reasons? You know, uh, uh, what's my thoughts on this? Why am I doing this? Was I forced into it? And am, am, am I really looking at the important things I really need to consider before making this decision? Uh, wow. Well, guys, I want to ask you a question um, about the singles out there. There are a lot of singles who feel as though they've tried everything and are fed up for the most part of trying to find someone. Um, recently, there was, a, there was an article about a woman who actually married herself. They actually had a ceremony and had someone walking down the aisle and had guests and people to actually celebrate with her. So my question is, what is your advice to these people who are feeling uh, hopeless and frustrated with ever finding anyone? Well, you know, uh, the first thing uh, I would suggest in that, and I won't weigh in on the person that walked down the aisle and married herself, what I will say to the singles who are frustrated, though, and, and, and feeling hopeless and just frustrated about being alone, 
we had been single before. I mean, before you get married, you were single. So we've all mm-hmm. experienced that okay. moment of loneliness. The truth is you can be married and feel very lonely and frustrated. Uh, but mm-hmm. what I would advise them is it's so important, as my husband stated earlier, as Ray stated earlier, to get to know yourself. Mm-hmm. That's really what this is about. You've got to become a whole individual. You've got to identify who you are and know what your purpose is. What, what, what is. what is it that you're supposed to be doing in this earth? Once you mm-hmm. reach that place of fulfillment, I cannot imagine the frustration or loneliness or hopelessness seeping in because you now are walking around as a whole fulfilled individual. Yeah. And, and one, of, wow. one, of things, yeah, one of the things we have to really be concerned about is that one of the worst stages you can ever be in life is unprepared. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, when that wonderful job you've been dreaming about for 20 years comes your way and you said, I'm not prepared. When that wonderful opportunity for a small business comes your way and you're not prepared. When that wonderful wife or husband steps your way and you're not prepared. And that's what we're talking about. When you are working on yourself, really you're preparing yourself for that time. Mm-hmm. You know, and when that husband comes, when that wife comes, that's what you're prepared. You know, and I always tell folks this, you know, you don't want to get married broken. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what happens. When you don't prepare yourself, don't work on yourself, don't become whole, you're broken. And and broken people marry broken people. And they have broken children who grow up to be mm. broken adults. Mm-hmm. You know? And so the cycle continues. One of the best things you can ever do is become whole and be prepared, work on you. And when that husband comes your way, when that wife comes your way, guess what? Just like when uh, uh, God brought Eve to Adam, Adam immediately knew that's for me. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't looking for it. He wasn't prepared. I mean, he wasn't uh, uh, waiting for it. But as soon as she came into his presence, he knew that's mine. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, that's mine. You know what I'm saying? And that's how we should be when that husband or that wife walks our way. We should automatically know that, oh, yeah, that's we're connected. You know what I'm saying? Not that you're waiting, not that you're waiting in your living room or sitting on the curb waiting for somebody to come your way. No, but you're uh-huh. working on yourself. And when that person comes, you automatically know, yes, that's it. Wow. Okay. Wow, that's great stuff. So what is your advice to singles who are feeling as though online dating is their only chance of finding love? Do you agree with online dating? Well, uh I suppose my agreement wouldn't really agree or not wouldn't matter because we're going to still have people that do it. <laughs> what I will say, though, is this. I am a big advocate for the old-fashioned way. See, my mm-hmm. opinion on that is sometimes, I love technology now, but sometimes I think we take it too far to a far extreme. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is whatever happened to shaking your hand and greeting and saying hello and looking in the eyes of the individual First impression mean a lot right. face to face. I yeah. cannot get a really good impression of who you are. I get a profile of who you are online. And we can write some beautiful words and put a nice photo up. Now, when I meet uh-huh. you in person, what, what's going to impress me is are you able to match that profile? Now, my expectations uh. are through the roof, but can you deliver? <laughs> so really what you've oh, done wow. is you, you set yourself up. And so my opinion on that is I really am a big advocate for the old-fashioned way. I'm not saying I'm against or I would advise someone not to do online, 
um, meet and greet and dating and all of that, but I am a big advocate for the old-fashioned way, meeting and greeting someone. The Bible says that, you know, he will find you, lady, mm-hmm. woman, uh-huh. and, you. <laughs> and so if you are properly positioned and prepared, uh-huh. you won't be overlooked. That's right. That's right, and, and you know, and also, uh, um, you know, nothing against online dating, but don't let that be your finishing point. Right. You can start there, but don't finish there. You know, get to know that person, spend some time with that person, go meet that person's crazy family. You know, and uh, before you say I do, because there's some there's some folks that get you on know, online dating and and they talk over the phone and they they you know send emails and Facebook and all that stuff. And before they even meet each other, they say, let's get married. You know, and mm-hmm. that's not the way to do things, you know. I mean, always have that interaction, that personal one-on-one. Get to know that person because, like Jacqueline said, your profile may be off the chain, but when I meet you, that chain broke. <laughs> All right now. Okay. That that was a, whew. All right now. That's some really Good sound advice. And, you know, another thing I've read in, in, in researching for this show, there was a quote that the biggest threat to any marriage isn't infidelity or miscommunication. The greatest enemy is ordinary. What are your thoughts on that? I totally agree. I totally agree. One of the things we don't do well in marriages is have fun. There's one thing you will never find in a divorce court. I don't care if you go to Saudi Arabia, to the United States, to Egypt, to uh, Panama, wherever. You'll never find a couple in the divorce court saying we're having too much fun. Fun is the secret to uh, stifling divorce or eliminating divorce, you know. And that's why when Jesus was in the wilderness, after he was tempted by the enemy and after he was hungry, the first per- the first place he met he found himself was at a wedding. You know why? Because at a wedding you're always going to have food and fun. <laughs> <laughs> and and what, what happens so many times at, uh, in marriages is that we start off with fun, but then we get to ordinary, and that fun mm. uh, somehow dies or goes away. And, and in marriages, just like uh, a life you're going to have to uh, step back and re-engage. You know, how can we do fun now at, at 35? How can we do fun now at 40? Fun should be a consistent strand throughout your marriage, you know, because the moment you allow fun to leave your marriage is the, the moment your marriage becomes ordinary, and that's when problems begin. Guess what? You can be broke and have fun. You know, there were times when me and my wife, well, we didn't have money when we first got married, but we had fun. And that's what kept us together. You don't have to, you know, be rich and you don't have to be this and be that if you have fun. Fun keeps your marriage. Fun is the glue to a successful marriage. You know, Mm -hmm. as a couple, have got to find out where's that fun at. You know, some of the things we done, uh, we did when we were twenty. Guess what? We we can't do now. We're a little bit older. So we have have to go out and find out what can we do now to add fun into our marriage. Yes. Right. Wow. That's something we can keep in mind for just singles alone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 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 So, you know, this has really been very, very insightful. 
um, this is the information we all need. But going forward, how can our listeners get in touch with you and, and follow you uh, for more? Well, they can. First of all, we'd like to make sure we invite them that are listening, married or potentially planning to get married, um, to our quarterly marriage enrichment classes that we host once a quarter. They can go online to ministryofrain.com. That's Ministry of Rain, Rain spelled R E I G N dot com, or they can email us at ONC at GoRain.com and learn more information or just request information about what we're doing in the local area. Also, when they go to the website, join the mailing list. That's the perfect way to get uh, keep yourself informed as to what we're doing in the community, the different classes, conferences, seminars, workshops, be it marriage coaching or for men only or for women only because we often do things like that as well. Okay. And we definitely, after the show, will post all of that on the website um, so they definitely can know where to follow you and get in contact with you. That's great. Well, you know, we, we thank you both so much for coming on the show. Um, I think it's awesome that, one, you know, you're married. And, you know, so often we have people that are so-called marriage experts, but they're not married or this is their eighth or their their tenth marriage. So that right there, the 25 years of marriage, you're being open and honest and really showing us the good, the bad, and the indifferent. So we, we thank you for coming on the show. We're definitely going to encourage leaders to follow you, our listeners, and just so much insightful information that you did give. So much for wow. having us. We definitely appreciate it. I, I tell you what, uh, we love marriage. Marriage is, is, is the fiber of, of our being. We passionate about marriage, and we just thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Wow, thank you so much, guys. What a great segment. Um, we're looking at a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we will have Mr. Daniel Lattimore's new segment, On That Note. You're listening to Let's Face It Radio. We'll be right back. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. I'm making beef sliders for my friend Sammy. Nana taught me to always pull meat off the grill early so it's extra juicy. Use a food thermometer to ensure ground beef is 160 degrees or you could make people really sick. Sandy didn't think twice about the slider she ate until yoga class when a nasty case of food poisoning turned her downward-facing dog into upward-moving lunch. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov and learn the steps Maria unwittingly leaves out. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Are you looking for a reputable company that offers human resource consulting services, workshops, and speakers for individuals and organizations? Give Miss PDW Enterprises a try. PDW topics cover building your personal brand, job seeker preparation, and business planning workshops. Visit their website at www.misspdwenterprises.com or give them a call at 678-360-4112. Miss PDW Enterprises, LLC, where engagement is key. Be sure to let them know SRN sent you.
everybody. This is your favorite songwriter, Donald Lattimore, and welcome to the first episode of On That Note, where I go behind the music with today's hottest new up-and-coming artist. And joining me tonight is one of my favorite singers of all time. Uh, she's a singer, she's a songwriter, she's a model, and she's the front woman for the awesome eclectic band Solstice Rebel. Please give a huge welcome to the lovely Miss Maria Rosado. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm awesome, Maria. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. Well, it was great to have you on the show. Um, For all our listeners out there who don't know who Maria Rosado is, what would you like to say to them? I am... I'm your typical girl next door meets the crazy, crazy music world. <laughs> I'm a very down-to-earth person. Um, you guys can actually check me out on Facebook under Maria Alea or Solstice Rebel. You guys can Google. Um, yeah, and YouTube. You can check me out there. Yeah, that's right. You're trying to steal my questions. I, I was going to get that at the end, but we'll, 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 we'll revisit that. Sorry. But, um, nah. <laughs> so, how long have you been singing? Like, we all know you have an awesome voice. So what, what inspired you to start doing that? I actually started singing in 1998. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really realize that I had a voice until uh, my cousin had brought it to my attention. She says, you know, you, you really have a great voice. And I said, well, um, I'm not too sure about that. And she's like, no, really. Then we started, you know, writing and and then we started uh going to uh, local studios one called yes studios i believe that was in tidewater the tidewater park area mm-hmm. and um yeah that's where everything kind of stemmed from so you just kind of had this like epiphany like oh i'm gonna become a singer um it wasn't really a, an epiphany I, I was really young i was about 15 i was still in high school and um, it was more of an adventure to see, you know, where it would go. I, I really didn't think that. My first passion was art, uh, so I didn't really think that singing would be, you know, anything that I would foresee. But it kind of just came into fruition, so. Okay. So as far as um, knowing that you can sing and everything, like how was it hard for you to kind of get your work your way into the local music scene in Virginia? Um, It was it was pretty tough. Um. I started off with, you know, just doing hooks for rap artists in the area, and and then uh, and then I got introduced to different producers and um, started working in the studio. Um, it took a while, you know, life kind of gets in the way when you do things um, like that. And I was in and out of the of the music throughout the years. It was pretty tough, just keeping consistent, you know, and growing up at the same time, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, up until about maybe about three years ago, you know, when, when my brother had passed away, I was like, all right, you know what, this is one time I'm going to stay consistent with this. And I kind of, um, yeah, it's kind of been that way ever since. Okay, so if there could be a message of your music, now if I talk, we can touch on Solstice Bell in a bit, but just like your music in general, like what what, what would that message be? Wow, my music in general. Um, listen to something that you love, let it inspire you and let it be because this is therapeutic. It is very therapeutic. Whether you write, whether you write poems, whether you sing, 
whatever it is that you do, any kind of art form that you cater to um, or that you love, per se, you don't necessarily have to have that gift, but something that makes you feel uh, a lot better when you're in positions where you're vulnerable and, and, and you feel attacked or, you know, you're just going through certain things in life. Let that be your outlet or, you know, let it soothe you. Let it be therapeutic to you. And this is the music that I make, and this is the ultimate divine life purpose of, uh, you know, my gift. Gotcha. Well, tonight's topic is, you know, about, you know, why did I get married or why didn't I get married? And a lot of your songs, you know, evoke that, you know, emotional, you know, relationship, you know, ups and downs and ins and outs and everything. And your song actually was playing a little bit earlier in the background. So I was kind of like, cool, and it set, you know, the tone and the mood. Um, so before we play it, can you tell everybody a little bit about the song, Thief? Ooh, yeah. Um, Thief is something very, very dear to my heart. Um I got married very young, uh, and I got married when I thought I may have knew myself, but I just, you know, on this journey and in that path in marriage, you know, I was married to someone who was in the military, and they were constantly gone, and, you know, I'm sitting here, and I I, want to be the best wife that I can be thinking that my husband is trying to be the best husband that he can be but he had not found out who he was um, in life, let alone in a marriage, you know, to someone who has a passion for music and wants to make it her career. And so this is very hard itself um, to do music and and be in love and and try to have a, a loving, growing marriage. And so throughout the things that, you know, has happened in that relationship, these came about and um, as things were, coming to an end, um, it ended up, Thief ended up becoming a very strong song, and not only for me, because I, I wrote it for me, it ended up touching a lot more people than I thought that it mm-hmm. would, and that's when I knew that, you know, my my music has purpose, and the reason that I'm doing this is not just for myself, and um, it helped a lot of people going through situations and marriages and and relationships in general to let them know that they can overcome, you know, these situations, be it you getting cheated on, falling out of love, you know, feeling lonely or distressed, you know, or any kind of any kind of feeling that you're feeling that is not right and, and makes you feel out of place. You know, it was kind of that song to uh to uh help people to move on or or go on to the next thing in life that they need mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, heal. Gotcha. All right, well, without further ado, uh, you want to introduce it, Maria? You the honest? Oh, thank you, you guys. My name is Maria Rosado, and this is Thief.
And that was Thief by Solstice Rebel, sang by their awesome lead singer, Miss Maria Rosado. Yay! <laughs> I love that song. Love, 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 love. So before we go, because I only have but so many minutes left, um, I do want to talk about Solstice Rebel really quick. Um, for those of you guys out there listening who haven't heard of this amazing eclectic band, Maria, would you be honest? Of course. Um, well, Solstice Rebel consists of a guitarist slash MC, singer, drummer, and that would be Mr. Richard Love, um, testimony, um, <laughs> to be correct. And then I have um, the amazing drummer, Justin Reed, uh, an amazing bass player, Kyle Waters, KW, Justin Reed, Captain J. And then we have a new member uh, by the name of Brian Montoya, who is also a guitarist and a very, very strong male vocalist. Very awesome. Um, the chemistry between us is amazing. Um, it's fairly new. We've only been a band for about two years, and it's my first band ever. Um, so, yeah, we were birthed right here in Virginia and started in Portsmouth. Yeah, two years ago in Portsmouth, Virginia. So, um, yeah. Awesome. So you have an album out right now, Revolution. Yes, we do. It's called Revolution. It. Huh? I'm no, so where can people get it or listen to it? Uh, oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. Um, You guys can go actually on iTunes, we're on Google Play, Spotify, uh, Pandora, um, Amazon, and there is a Tate Music Group um, link that we have on our Social Rebel Facebook page that you guys can um, get the album on as well. Awesome. And I heard through the grapevine that you have a solo venture that's in the works right now. Touch on that a little bit before I got to cut things short. Oh, that grapevine. Um, well, it's called Brooklyn to the Bay, and it's going to be released on May in May. In May, um, there's an event party coming up May 23rd by the great Carrie King. Um, for one new experience, um, working with um, Anna and Corey of Newland Productions on that. This is my my first solo project. So you guys definitely have to check that out. You can find me on Facebook. I have a website coming soon. Um, a lot of crazy producers on there, uh, Stephen Gale, and then I also have uh, Kevin Lasseter from the Beat Dungeon. It's a lot of amazing people. J-Hop Smith, Jesse, uh, L-Times, all you guys, thank you so much. And, yeah, that's my solo project coming soon. Awesome. Can't wait to hear it. Well, I know some of the songs up there, but, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> – once again, I would love to thank you so, 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 so much, Maria Rosado, for being with me on the first episode of On That Note. I heard a lot of great feedback about your song. I've been being blown up right now about how lovely your voice is and everything. Um, I would definitely love to have you back really, 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 really soon. Uh, so, yeah, thank you so, so much. And you guys are listening to On That Note, and we'll be right back with Let's Face It on the Survival Network. Good job, Nanel. Thank <laughs> Mr. <you>. Lattimore. <laughs> See, that's the beauty of having a musician on the show. But she, her voice, and her words, my mm-hmm. God, she is She's very, very talented. Yeah, I, I it, was see why. it really was. It really was. 
Well, again, we will post the information on on our Facebook page because we definitely want the listeners to know how to get in contact with her again. Now, Danielle, could you tell us a little bit about what next week's show is? I sure can. All right. Did you know that human trafficking is a form of modern-day slavery? Slavery has been around since the beginning of civilization, and it still persists across our world today. As a human rights issue, it is important to increase awareness as a starting point on the journey toward freedom for all. Make sure you join us next week as our guest, Nancy Hartwell, shares valuable insight about the horrific incident known as human trafficking. All right. Wow. All right. Well, this has actually been a great show, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe the advice we got from the marriage experts, the Owens Bees? Yeah. Oh, wow. They were amazing. They were absolutely amazing. I love what and you they said were on about, point. <laughs> about the chain being broke, but you on point. Or the chain is something that when you're online. That was great. <laughs> yeah, right. a lot of great points to take, take in, especially for us single people. So I am definitely on it. <laughs> yes. And, you know, like they say, <clears throat> the Ministry of Rain. Um, there's so many programs and things that they offer through that. Um, so, again, we're definitely going to make sure that we put the information for all of our guests on tonight's show um, from the musician because her voice was just spot on. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> and I think she just did a really good job of showing that other side of a relationship, um, that other side, you know, where you have been hurt and you have been broken and just being able to express that. Um, that was beautiful, and the advice they gave was awesome. Mm-hmm. Right, she definitely shared some personalization in her music, so that was definitely great. I'm glad everybody enjoyed it. I definitely have Maria <laughs> back this time soon. All right. Oh, we would love that. Well, unfortunately, we have to end the show. I just want to let our listeners know thank you so much for tuning in to Let's Face It Radio. We're your hosts. I'm Janae K. Alicia Brown. And I'm Donnell Lattimore. And we thank you so much for tuning in to Let's Face It Radio. You know, one of the most important decisions you can ever make in your life is a decision to be you. Thank be you bold. Be beautiful. Will Drayhorn and friends on the Survival Radio Network. Please be sure to visit us on the web often at letsfaceitradio.com for the latest in show information, including upcoming shows, special guests, spotlight interviews, as well as exciting, innovative ways that you can be part of the show. So tune in next week for real people, real topics, real talk. Let's face it.